What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud up. What do you got? Call me now. So we've been talking about documentaries. I talked about Kanye's yesterday. And I actually read that Miss Cleo, who unfortunately passed away in 2016 of cancer, um, is having a docu-series or a documentary done of her that it's in the works. Um, You know, as you guys all know, she was the famous psychic. I mean, her commercials were everywhere. And like I did the little Call me now. The call me now. And you would get your future told, right? Apparently. Um, It's going to go into her life and then her coming out as well. And kind of how everything came crashing down for her in 2002 when the FTC... um, I, I believe that it was um, they uh, they went after the network. They accused the network and the owners of deceptive advertising, billing and collections. So I'm actually really interested because when I was little, that was like my thing. I used to love imitating the call me now, even though I never got it right. So I am super stoked. There's no actual air date for the documentary, but I will keep you guys posted. OK, cool. I'm in on that. I love it. I I mean, there was no way you wouldn't hear that. Call me now. And you didn't know who that that was. Miss Cleo, yo. It's such a smart idea. Think about it. It's like, who are all these people watching television? Man, their lives are miserable. You know what, though? I'm going to sell them hope. Hey, people, you watching on TV right now, the same person that buys exercise equipment that never uses it in their house. Yeah, I'm talking to you. You want to know your future? Call me now. Call me now. Did you say it was an excellent idea? Well, yeah. I mean, it was like brilliant, right? Wasn't it? I mean, didn't I mean, it was a crime cap. They they, it was a crime. Like like Laura said, it was a big scandal because you can't you can't just lie to people. Well, I'm just telling you that people called and spent money on it. Yeah. I I mean, I I think that the the stuff with her, uh, you know, the fraud that was I mean, because of the false promises I get it, but you also kind of have to be smart enough to realize no one's going to be able to tell your future. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. People, but like. I, 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 okay. So I read a little bit of the article in the story, and they talk a lot about how she was really manipulated and used, and it happens a lot to, you know, women of color and how they're put out there like that. So it talks about how she, you know, was put out there as a fraud but it had a lot to do with the network and we don't talk about that and that's why I'm interested in the documentary because we're going to get to see that side that we didn't really get a story behind yeah it does sound interesting I'm I'm you guys have got me interested in it now I'm curious hey George by the way did you see what just happened at the the all-star celebrity game uh no what happened oh this is big news big news you want to know who the MVP of the All-Star Celebrity Game was? Was it Miles Garrett? Nope. Who was it? My man, Alex Toussaint, my oh. Peloton instructor. What's up, big dog? <laughs> yeah, club bangers tonight, baby. We're going to do a 45-minute club bangers. What's up, big dog? Do yeah. you. Be free. Have fun. Let go. Yeah. Wow. My, it's my Peloton instructor right there. That is what I thought I didn't need to know or hear from Kev. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, it's not it's a lot not of applause Madame going on today. <laughs> it's, I have it's no not, control over the applause today. I know it's not <laughs> Madame Tussauds and her her you know fake psychic line or whatever. I know. 
It's what? Alex Toussaint. Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo. Cleo. Yeah, I was yeah. like, what just happened? Yeah. How did Ms. you change your name? Miss Cleo, Adam Tussaud. I don't know who the hell she is at this point. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you. I got That's my so favorite much. sound effect. Thank you. It's my favorite one. Uh, I still would totally be in on the documentary to see that because it was a big, like, cultural thing. Like, yeah. like it was a cultural phenomenon. Like, everybody knew who Miss Cleo was. So, and I think they were suing her for, like, 360 or 370, $400 million, something crazy like that. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was uh, I believe, 500. Oh, it was 500? 500 oh, million. Mm hmm. Yeah. Damn. Have because, you ever seen the one about uh, Walter Mercado? The Mucho Mucho. Oh, one? I have. It's, yeah, it's very it's good. It's so good. Yeah, it's very good. Wait, um, who's you, Walter Mercado? What? Do it. Wait, what? Whoa. Yeah. How does Lindsay know who Walter Mercado is and you don't? Well, tell me. I don't know. Pérame Wait a second. You grew up in South Florida, like mm-hmm. where he was bigger than anywhere. Like no, he lived doesn't, there. Doesn't sound familiar. Tell me what the deal is. Bro. What, bro? He was like one of these like astrologist types, you know what I mean? Like, and he had like a weekly show on like Univision. It was like a big thing. Like, it was like as big as like Sábado Gigante, except on a different time, at a different time. Also, yeah, Sedano has literally said goodbye on the show. Yes, how he used to, yes. Yes. and you've never asked to quite. He's mentioned. Walter yeah. Mercado and that documentary multiple yeah. times, and Never I think one time. I, yeah, no, no, absolutely. And I think that you've actually said, "Oh yeah, that was pretty good," or something no, like. I'm gonna never. look for receipts for this. This oh, is no, if Laura finds this, time. go spend. If time Laura Lola. finds this, sounds like this a good use the, of time. Go for it. Right, ultimate. <laughs> I mean, this time. is the ultimate LOL laugh out loud moment on you. Okay, well, listen, I challenge Laura. To find what she wow. says. Yeah, a challenge. This is, this is I know. Challenge. I, I got myself into that. That's yeah, a lot. you did. You did because you're going to find but... that you're wrong. Oh, but that's I'm not okay. Not. That's okay. Um, yeah, I don't know who it is, George. I don't recall ever uh, commenting about this, and I don't know who it is. Who, what's the person's name? What's that? What's the Walter person's Mercado. name? Walter Mercado. And yeah. what did he do? He was like an astrologist in Spanish. Yeah. No, I got nothing on it. Wow. How does Lindsay know that? Lindsay, how do you know him? Uh, I mean, like, just, like, flipping around on channels, I feel like, when I was yeah. younger. Right. And then, so then when I saw the, the documentary, I was like, oh, I kind of remember that guy. So I watched it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I do. Just flipping around on TV. Wow, when I flipped around the TV, I saw guys like Body by Jake. Hey, let's work on the Abadabas. Let's work on the Batissimo. Let's work on, you know... The, the, the trimens and the bimens. You know, I was watching exercise infomercials, exercise equipment infomercials. Tony Little with the, uh, what was the name of his, the gazelle, where it was kind of like a, uh, I don't know, like a, like a treadmill kind of thing. I, I know all those guys, but I don't know the psychic guys. What, what did you call the Batissimo? <laughs> yeah, the Batissimo. That's right. That's body by Jake, Jake Steinfeld. That's right. He called the Tuchus. He would say, let's work the Batissimo. Okay. And the trimens and the bimens and the hammies. Mm. And the quadzillas. Mm-hmm. You know, he had little nicknames for all the different body parts. Abadabas. <laughs> True. <laughs> all right. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right. So, Cap, we spent a lot of time talking about the Lakers as we head into the All-Star break this weekend. And do you believe that it is possible that they can build after this season a championship contender with LeBron and AD on the roster as current, you know, with their salary situation. So my answer is no. And it's, it's not like a, well, 
maybe, oh, if they did. No, my answer is no. I really feel like you, the way you're asking me the question, George, is can they build a championship roster around LeBron and AD? My answer is no because Anthony Davis is going to be hurt every year for half the season. And we don't know when it's going to be. Early, late, playoffs, regular season. We don't know. But what we do know is is that Anthony Davis is always going to be hurt. I'm not trying to ridicule the guy. Okay, It's not personal. It's just an observation. It's a statistical fact. The guy's body will not hold up. So when you ask me, can they build a championship team around these two guys? My answer is no. Yeah, I, I don't think, and we kind of alluded to this the other day. Like, I think that you're going to have to trade Anthony Davis and try to rebuild that way because he's, you know, as far as players are concerned, like, if you're going to try to rebuild this thing on the fly, your best bet is to eventually trade Anthony Davis. I know a lot of people will hear you say that. And two years ago, if you would have ever suggested that, people would be like, you can't trade AD. But it's different now. It's two straight seasons where he's chronically injured. And it's Achilles, it's back, it's knee, it's foot, ankle. The guy's body is just not going to hold up. And then the next part of all of this is this, George. Let's say you do trade Anthony Davis because you're still trying to build a championship around LeBron James. Well, you keep changing out this roster every year. What do you think? All of a sudden, just one year, they're going to get the chemistry right and they're going to have the roster right, and boom, just they become champions. They're not. This team right here is a collection of individuals. It is the furthest thing from a team. It takes a team. So I question whether or not they can build a team in enough time before LeBron is actually done. What do you say to that? So you're saying that LeBron's done winning titles is what you're saying. I'm saying that the Lakers organizationally may not be able to help LeBron win any more titles because they've changed the roster too many times over the course of the last two seasons. Once they won the bubble, then they've changed the roster two straight years. And it's not just like two or three pieces. It's everything. So what are they going to do next year? Change the entire entire roster again. And then all of a sudden, bang, they just win a championship. I think your best shot at doing it is – I think they could do it if they traded Anthony Davis for the right players. Think about what you're saying. Two years ago, you couldn't even say something like this. But now, I think most Laker fans would agree. Because when they saw him the other night twist his foot and the whole crowd made that sound, you know that sound I'm talking about, right? Anybody? Does anybody know the sound? I'll do it what? live. Ah! Yeah, that sound right there. Like mm-hmm. – there he is, hurt again. I think ah, most, there I think, it is. Yep, I think most Laker fans would say it's time to trade Anthony Davis. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you'll tell me I'm I'm wrong. Maybe there's a lot of people that will call and go, no, no, no. You never trade Anthony Davis. He's too talented. He's got too. You don't do that. I disagree. I think you should do it. Will LeBron let it happen? Why wouldn't he let it happen? Because Anthony Davis is LeBron's guy. So was Dwayne Wade. He was like his best friend, and he left him, and then when he got him in Cleveland later, he traded him away too. So what does that have to do with anything? I don't know. This is a LeBron production. No, Anthony but I, I just told you. He literally left his best friend and went back to Cleveland. Yeah, but he left his best friend because he joined his best friend's team. You know? No, no, is, no. Right, is, but is, uh, again, he, he, he like LeBron 
friendships and business are not the same thing to him. I mean, that seems fairly clear, no, based on his history? I don't know. When it comes to Anthony Davis, it seems like LeBron Why is that any different than leaving Dwayne Wade? Well, because he hasn't left Anthony Davis yet. Okay, but what I'm saying is if he did that, someone he legitimately has been friends with since he was a child, basically. Right? <laughs> and, and yes, he joined his team, but what does that have to do with anything? They have way more history than him in AD. Well, I'm just saying. It just looks to me like LeBron has plucked AD out of New Orleans. They've won a championship together. Um, when you talk about LeBron having an opinion about the roster, it's not just do you LeBron, not, it's LeBron Do you not believe that LeBron has this kind of like, like you, you don't think he can separate business from friendship? Like, I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm just saying that. I mean, I he's done it multiple times over. All right, but he hasn't done it yet to AD. Now, when, okay, when that's AD, fine, that'll be but different. I'm just saying, like, the history of someone. they're not even that good of friends. Right, like, the history, like, here's the thing. The history of someone will tell you what the likelihood of a potential situation would be. Well, great. If LeBron has determined, like I know I have determined, that Anthony Davis can't stay healthy and therefore he can't help LeBron win another championship. If LeBron has come to that conclusion and LeBron is ready to move on without AD, great, awesome, do it. Why don't you tell LeBron that? LeBron, I know you're driving around right now. I know you're listening. No, he's not. He's in Cleveland. LeBron, I know you're in Cleveland right now and you're listening on the app, which is great. Thank you for doing that. LeBron, if you are done with Anthony Davis, if you've come to the conclusion that he can't stay healthy and he can't help you win a championship, then, bro, move on. All right? He's expendable. You're not. Do you think LeBron should say the same thing to you about Rachel? You know, you've got me actually thinking, right? I mean, that that was that was a real pause where I really had to take some time to, <laughs> to think about that. He might. He might. He was a smart guy. Shots you think I should break up with AD? Fired. You, you break up with Rachel then. Mm-hmm. Shots fired. By who? By, by me. Coming up next. <laughs> I thought those were shots by LeBron. Oh, well, or it could be both. Coming up next, baseball's got to stop the nonsense already. Like, let's just get to this. Like, we're gonna, we're, we're just gonna, we're just gonna lay it all out here for everybody. Okay, let's we're gonna, we're, we're gonna do that coming up in a couple minutes. We got about a two and a half, three minute break here. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy, get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, I know that you, uh, you're friends with the uh, director. What's his name? Or the producer. His name, is, his name is Doug Ellen. Doug Ellen. Who follow, mm-hmm. I follow, we follow each other on Twitter, but we've never met. Um, but he, I guess he follows because he knows I'm a big fan of Entourage. Um, I, I've told you. I've rewatched the first several seasons of it 
Now, granted, there's obviously some stuff now that I, I mean, it's still HBO, so crazy. You can still do crazy things on HBO, but it um, it's still like the first three seasons, like just the characters are really interesting. I think, and then it felt like they just they tried to do too much beyond that. Like after that, for me. Well, I saw, but I still watched every week until the last episode, and I saw the damn movie. I never saw the movie, but I, of course I watched the entire series. But I will say that uh, I see my guy Doug Ellen. He's got Charlie Sheen, and he's got um, uh, Johnny Drama, and he's got E, and he's he's got some read going on at his house, Kevin, and he's got some Kevin, new project. Kevin uh, Connolly, I believe. Kevin Connolly, yes. Yeah. Right. And he I was guess, at the party I was at. The Megan the Stallion uh, was at the well, Fanatics party. Kevin Connolly, he's. Um, I, I can tell you that their their media company. It's called I think Action Park Media. Yeah. They um they're the ones that were producing the Kelly Stafford podcast. So they yeah. Got, well, they like, have their own podcast. The right. Victory so they podcast, they got right. really really yeah. deep into uh, into the Rams this year. So that whole crew. They're big sports guys. Yeah. I remember I was in West Hollywood one time. A buddy of mine was in town. He was spending, you know, he was at one of those hotels down there. And he's like, yo, meet me at this sports bar or whatever. And I went, we were watching, I'll never forget, it was like a Monday Night Football. I was doing the morning show with Keyshawn and LZ at the time. And um, they, uh, we went in there and he walked in and he was watching the game at the bar with his buddies. Like, it just, you know, he's a big sports guy. I mean, we know, and he, I told you, he directed a 30 for 30 on the New York Islanders. Yeah. Well, that's why, that's why all those guys that were sports celebrities were making appearances on Entourage. Oh, they loved the because, show. Because, yeah. right. Because the, the, the guys who were running the show yeah. were like, who do we want to have on? That's awesome. Yeah. Where right. do we want to go do the show from? Right. And they, it just turned into like that kind of fun. We can go anywhere we want, we can get anybody we want on the show. Yeah. Fun. Well, can we talk about what happened during the break here with, with you, me, and, and, and the girls? So the um, I'm watching TV, and I was watching the Celebrity Game on ESPN, and it's now switched to college gymnastics. And I'm like, you know, look, college gymnastics is cool. Not something I'd probably be, you know, it's like I don't know if it's something I can watch without the sound on particularly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm like, okay. So I'm flipping around. I'm like, ah, there's some bad college games on. And like, not really into that. Uh, as much as I love basketball, and I'm flipping around, I'm like, oh, there's like a, a baseball game from like 1987 on MLB Network because there's no baseball, which we'll get to in a second. Um, and I'm like, oh, you know what? I haven't flipped on the NHL Network all season. Let me see what's going on with hockey. It's like, you know, one of these shows, they just flip around all the games. It's like a red zone, basically, right? And, um, and then you said to me, why don't you watch the Olympics? And I'm like, nah, the Winter Olympics just aren't for me. Like, you know, I'm like, just not interested. And, you know, it has nothing – you know, look, I know people are like, oh, China, NBA, but I just don't like watching the Winter Olympics. It didn't matter if it was in Lillehammer in 1994 or in Beijing in 2022. Like, it's just not my thing. Um, maybe I'll watch, like, a second of it here or there, um, but it's just never really been something I've been into. Now, the summer games, I'm all in, all the time, and maybe it's because I grew up around those sports. I didn't grow up around skiing and – hockey necessarily although mm. i'm watching professional hockey now but i have a modicum of interest there with them but the funny thing was you literally kept coming back to well why don't you just watch the olympics and i'm like Bru-, and laura said what i said kaplan you are like that five-year-old that is like you tell them no and they're like why and they're like but no. why but, but why? why but why <laughs> but why and it's like, I just bleeping told you why three different times. No, no, no. I, I counted. It was five. I literally counted. He asked you five times or told you to watch. So the, the question is, what the hell is wrong with you? 
No, now hold on a second here. <laughs> hold on. USA. 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 I mean, this is the this is the Olympic Listen, Games. Listen, I get it. I will drape myself in the flag when the young lady from Florida won the speed skating and she became the first African-American to win the speed skating gold for the U.S. I thought that was awesome. So I tuned in for a second to watch that, and then I was out. Like, that's it. Like, I was out. And the other part of the equation is, and this has been some of the issues with some of the summer games in the past as well with me, is the time differences is always weird. Now, I will make... I will watch the summer games, even though I may know the result, again, because I'm more interested in track and field and volleyball or tennis or softball or whatever the hell, oh, because I've nonsense. just, I've played those sports before. Yeah, I'm sure you're sitting around watching a bunch of Olympic softball during the summer. I games. have. Like, hey, As a matter of fact, hey, I have. Hey, listen, I would love to go to a, a tequila tasting tonight, but I can't. Because you're Finland not invited. is playing the well, you're USA not invited to this in, in, part of the in softball. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but you see, I have. Laura, Laura you're you too get, quick. On Laura. the summer you, games, I'm in. I'm yeah. in on anything on the I'm summer. Winning, I've, dude. I'll tell you this. I've even watched the ping pong crap in the in the. Uh, hey, 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 hey! In, that is uh, not in the winter. Pong. I mean, the that, summer Olympics. That is not ping pong, George. Respect these athletes. Table tennis. That is table tennis. You're looking yeah. at. So here's what I'm saying. So you're you're looking around. Okay, the celebrity game ends. Right gymnastics comes on you're not right. into gymnastics okay right. fine yeah there's an old baseball game from 1985 i'm not interested in that no next nhl here we go right and then a college basketball game no okay nhl well it I wasn't found... even like a good like power five games like it's but, just so, like so you finally found a little something you were interested in the nhl i'm saying to you yeah hey look why not give the winner games a chance i'm watching right now what is called freestyle skiing where it's the skier who's got he's got on skis and poles, but he's in the same half pipe that they would use for snowboarding. And these are incredible athletes. Um, I'm watching Aaron Blunk's parents in Park City, Utah, and Aaron Blunk's family in Edwards, Colorado. They're all cheering for this guy. The guy's been working for years. I'm to make super it to the happy for games. him. I don't want to watch though. It well, doesn't. I'm telling it doesn't you, these are my interesting interest. sports. They're fun to watch, especially when we don't. But see I know them nothing the about them. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, but I'll tell you this. If you I know, like, it, you'd appreciate. I, you know it. what I watched? I watched me. a few minutes of the dudes doing the half pike or whatever on the snowboarding. I'm telling you, I've watched a grand total of less than an hour of Winter Olympics, and it has been specific things that I have tuned in for because there's an American that can win, and I've watched it. But outside of that, not interested. Yeah, see, I love the Winter Olympics, and I love skiing. And again, I yeah. I could watch hockey there, but I could also ra I'd rather watch the professionals play Catholic. in the NHL. Kaplan. If, I, if that's what I'm going to yes, watch. Laura. What, I have well, Laura, a quick let, question. Let's hear, let's hear your, your, your no, biting criticism a, no. about, about my <laughs> desire to have wait, wait, but can, can we pause for a, a second? Lindsay, let's, Lindsay, hear, uh, let's hear what you wait, have wait, to say, wait, Laura. Wait, wait, before we get to that, Lindsay, am I insane or like him literally trying to convince me now for a sixth time is more insane? No, you're not insane. I mean, I'm just sitting here, you know, just letting you guys argue. Cap keeps asking the same thing over and over and over again. And then asking Laura to back it up, which then she's then, you know, saying the opposite. So I just, I don't get this conversation anymore. Yeah, I don't think you get it at all because that's clearly not even close to what was happening. So I mean, that's kind of that's, what was happening. Yeah. You said the same thing like 10 times. You keep trying to like. You literally did the exact same thing you did during the commercial break. You're trying to sell him on something he's just not interested in. Right. No interest. Right. Zero. The man, the man has no interest, and mm -hmm. I am saying, look, 
the Winter Olympics are something that are going on right now. And yeah. let's and face he's it. saying, yeah, I know, and I'm not interested. Right. in Right. And by the way, listen, thing. George, you're not the only guy in America who's not interested. It is it is fascinating to me how completely uninterested America seems to be in the Winter Games. And I don't know if it's like you where people are like, oh, you know, freestyle skiing, I'm not really that into it. Or I don't know if it is the China thing or if it's, you know, the, they've built these places in the middle of these stack pipe nuclear power plants. I have no idea why it is, but I'm, I know you're in the majority. But when you're looking around and you're trying to figure out gymnastics, old baseball games, I'm presenting to you an option, which is I'm watching live hockey. Olympics. They're literally flipping around from game to game. Let it go, yes. Seriously, hey. dude. I just wanted to know why won't you let it go? Just why? just want the man to be why? a little bit more open-minded. That's why. Why, Cap? Why? Uh, so why don't you, watch, why don't you watch the NHL right now? You got Chicago and Dallas 0-0 nah, at the beginning of the second interested. period. Nah, why? Nah, How about the Vegas Golden Knights and the Kings? Nah, They're playing tonight. Both nah, teams are really good this nah, year. Why? Not interested. Not interested. Why not? Nah. Nah, not interested. Not interested. I didn't grow up playing it, so no, I'm not interested. <laughs> I didn't either, but at least I know. Nah. I know some of. The, at least I know who the athletes are more intimately. I have no idea who any of the athletes are playing Why? in the NHL, and I don't know who any of these athletes are at the Winter Olympics. Why? Why don't I? Yeah. I mean, you literally just told me the life story of one guy. <laughs> no, I just told you his name because it flashed up on the screen. No, but you told me where he's from and his family and yeah, yada they, yada. They, they showed that on the screen, so I just okay. read it off the screen. And yeah. there you go. Yeah. So why, Cap? Yeah. Why hey, what? Listen, Laura. I'm just summer games. Game. I'm here. I'm all. I'm all. I'm all in. I will. I literally will fall asleep watching it. Like that. I will step to one in the morning watching stuff in the summer games. It's just not the Winter Olympics. Not for me. All right. Listen. All I was saying was, you didn't want to watch gymnastics. You didn't want to watch old baseball games. I'm presenting an option, USA, USA. And That's he said all. no five times. Oh, who so, cares what he said? Now yeah, cares. Six. Who cares? Let it go. What do you care? Let it go. What do you care, Laura? Let it go. I don't even know the damn song, but let it go, man. You let it go, girl. Dude, you let me it go, and Lindsay dude. were like, seriously, like, how long do you think he's going to go? Yeah. Until he lets it go in it, apparently, you know, we're a segment deep and you're still not letting it go. <laughs> I'm not going to let it go. George should put a little bit of time into freestyle skiing and okay. he should give these athletes their due. The slalom. Ah. I'll watch that tonight. All right. How about big giant Dior, slalom? Big ah. giant slalom. There yeah, big go. deal or no deal. I'd rather have a giant salmon right now instead <laughs> of a slalom. Uh, all right. Big deal or no deal is next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Thank you, Christopher. Cap, if it makes you feel any better, I've switched over to the Rising Stars game. Uh, team Isaiah Thomas versus Team Big Game James Worthy coaching this one. So there you, you go. You know, and, and by the way, this is something we can agree on. I've left the Winter Olympics to come join you over at the hey. Rising Stars game. Yeah, team, uh, they, they're tied right now, the two teams. Uh, oh, the whole Big Game James's team just took the lead on a alley-oop dunk by Cole Anthony, son of oh, Greg. You're ahead of me. Yeah. Uh, all right, Linz, what do you got? All right, so the college football playoffs executive director announced earlier today that the playoff format is not going to be expanded, and Chewy does not like that. <laughs> Chewy, you got a real problem with that. Is that a big deal yeah. or no deal, Chewy? <laughs> he, he seems to have a problem because his ball is stuck behind the door. Uh, so, yeah, the CFP is going to stay at four teams through the remainder of the contract, which runs through the 2025 season. Is this a big deal or no deal, Cap? That it's going to stay exactly as is? Yes. Yeah, I, I, it is a big deal because so many people, I know I put myself in this camp, we would love to see the college football playoff extended, mostly because when it's just four teams, it always seems to be about the same four teams, Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Clemson, I mean, these kinds of teams. I would love to see the college football playoff expand, so if it's going to stay the same for until what year, Linz? 2025. Uh, 2025. Yeah, that is a big deal to me. No deal for me. I don't think there are eight teams that are worthy, to be honest with you. Like I, I As much as I would like to see it expanded, until I see a season where there are six or seven or eight teams worthy, then I, I will feel like I can change my position. But at the moment, it just hasn't been – like, even the four seed hasn't been all that competitive. These games have not been competitive enough. Now, I do think with USC, uh, with Lincoln Riley, I think that can change. I think Mario Cristobal at Miami makes things more interesting with the ACC, where you can have multiple teams now or different types of teams in that mix. Teams that I think bring eyeballs to the table, too, particularly those two. Um, I, I think that that could change some stuff. But until I see teams like that make a real impact, I'm, I'm good. No deal. You're good with an oh, SEC championship you, every you year? Well, I mean, uh, tell me who can compete against them. And no, then, uh, that's what it is, though. That's just what it is. You know? Right, but it. until Lincoln Riley or Mario Cristobal or somebody at Notre Dame or Texas or one of the – or Texas A&M even with Jimbo Fisher, right? Until one of those schools, even though they're SEC, actually, Texas A&M, so they shouldn't count. But Texas, uh, you know, USC, Miami, Notre Dame, until one of those types of teams can show that they can consistently – be there and compete with those type of teams then i don't know like we're just going to keep seeing blowouts so yeah, why like expand just, it i would like to see it go to at least eight teams because then maybe the possibility exists of big upsets and again we talked about earlier today about like the ncaa tournament and looking for a cinderella if you go deep into eight teams who knows if one of those eight teams gets hot at the right time of the year that would be exciting right yeah. now i think the college, up, up, college bro. this ain't the nfl man like yeah. it's not I, no, I mean, again, I think maybe in a couple of years when Lincoln Riley's got it going and a couple of these other schools got it going again, I think maybe we could talk about that. But by then it'll be 2025 and we can revisit it, but not right now. All right, let's keep rolling. I was going to say, didn't you guys love seeing uh, Cincinnati just get completely, you know, the, the great, wonderful story yeah, that Molly everybody Wops. was fighting yeah. so hard. Oh, they deserve it. They deserve it. Even though like half the people said, nope, they don't deserve it. They didn't deserve it. That was a waste of time. All right, next one. So a recent survey by a Vegas insider polled hundreds of NBA fans about fan and player behavior. And according to their data, 
Lakers fans were the number one worst behaved. LeBron James <laughs> and Russell Westbrook were also named the number one and number two worst behaved players in the NBA. Hmm. Is this a big deal or no deal, Sedano? <laughs> um, it, it, it's, uh, it's no deal because if you have been on the internet, you would known that you don't want to mess with the Lakers because their Twitter is insane. It's like a beehive. It's like the Bayhive. It's like Riri's Army. Same kind of concept. You better be careful what you say on those internet streets. Is that what this is about, internet behavior? When we talk about fan behavior? I mean, I'm assuming that's what it is, yes. They said that like the biggest um, infraction of Lakers fans is yelling at other fans. So whether that's like online or at games... You know, apparently they have bad manners because they like to yell at people. Mm. Well, I like the other part of it, which is that LeBron and Russell Westbrook, what are they considered? They're, they're the... The worst behaved. The players. worst behaved players in the NBA? <laughs> I find that very interesting and very funny that they're considered the worst behaved players in the NBA. I never really thought about that category. Like if somebody said to me, who's the worst behaved player in the NBA? I'd be like, I don't really know. How do we judge that? I guess LeBron and, and Russ, though. Not well behaved. So do you think it's a big deal or no deal? No, nah, I think it's no deal. Okay. All right, next. Charles Barkley, the log maintained that he doesn't want to work on inside the NBA into his old age. And this week, he put a date on his retirement. During a recent radio interview, he said that he's planning on calling it quits at the end of his current contract. He said it runs out in two years, which would be at the end of the 2023-24 season. So is Charles Barkley leaving TV in two years a big deal or no deal, Sedano? It would be a big deal. He's also said this before and then signed another deal. So I, uh, I, I maybe I'm, uh, maybe I'm saying this because I want to project that Charles is still around because I love Charles, uh, and that show is funny. Not because that show is funny with the, all of them together, but I think the catalyst of that funny more times than not is Charles. Yep. I agree. See, to me, this is a big deal because if Charles does decide to leave this show, look, I, I just don't think it survives the way it currently is. you got to find another character because you're right, George. He is the catalyst. He's the guy that stirs the drink. Shaq's great, and him and Shaq going back and forth is great. Kenny doesn't take any crap from him. That's hilarious. Ernie's great, but without Charles Barkley, that is a very, very different show. Yeah, of course. So, I, I mean, I think the show certainly survives. It just I don't know if it becomes the cultural phenomenon that it became without him. He said today, I heard him talking about it, and he said he's got a, a granddaughter that's due in a couple of weeks. And he goes, well, once you become, you know, a grandpa, you're officially old. And he said that he's been working, you know, nonstop for however many years now. And he wants to be able to enjoy spending time with his family and and enjoy oh, watching it. his grandkid raise grow up. So, you know, maybe he really will retire. I hope he doesn't, but it sounds like he yeah. might. I get it. I get it. Charles also got a lot of other interests, too. He's got, you know, we were talking about tequila. He's got, like, a vodka company, he told me the last time I spoke to him. Um, yeah, he's got a lot of stuff going on. So, yeah. He, he, How old he, is Charles? What do, what do you think he is? Probably he's 60? in his 60s. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say he's in his early yeah. 60s. Yeah. You got all that money. You got all that fame. You love playing golf. You have other business interests. You don't need to work. Doesn't necessarily overly. He's 58. Oh, yeah. Doesn't seem yeah. like he's overly interested at times. <laughs> so get on with it, man. Enjoy it. Um, I mean, listen, I'm not working until like in my 60s. Like I, I will there. I have a, 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 a time frame in my head. And, you know, pl clearly I'm only 44. So there's plenty to go. But there will be a, a stage where I'll be like, all right, I'm out. Do you have a goal? 
Um, do I have a goal? A goal is to, in terms of like when you want to stop working the way you work right now. Great question. Um, let me see. Uh, 2038 would be 25 years at ESPN. That'd be a great run. Wow, 2038. You got a long-term goal. Yeah. And and in 2038, I would be 16, I'd be 60 years old. That's it. So, cap's age. <laughs> uh, we did not establish that yesterday. <laughs> Boomer, I will accept. Now, by the way, I have no I control I, I have no control over that. Um, you know, plenty of other people do. But that would be when I'd like to call it quits, 2038. Mason has said he wants to retire in 2028. So I feel like if I'm here 10 years after Mason, I feel like I've done well. I have a shorter-term goal than that. 60. I'm I'm thinking like the next three years. I'm thinking three more years. Well, I mean, you'll be 60 by then. Exactly. He'll be 60. He'll be 63. He's 60 now. Yeah. He'll be 63 by then. 63 then, yeah. You can go check online. Anybody can find out the year of birth. That's no problem. (laughs) I mean, you said it. It was 1970, didn't you? Right. I just like it because it gets you so heated. It does annoy no, you it a little bit. Yeah, it's really at all it's because funny. what I do is I, I will go to somebody's birthday, and if they're turning 40, I'll get them a card that says 50 just to goof with people. So I kind of get it. It's all good. Yeah, still 60. But, but I will say this. I'm thinking more like 55. You know, I've got this three-year game plan. Oh, wow. So you're done in three years? I don't know if I'll get there or not. But I've got this okay. three-year thing in mind I mean, when my so youngest who, should daughter... I, should I think of, like, Beto Duran as your replacement in three years? I mean, if like, you want to think you know? three years out, perhaps. I mean, we might, have to, we might have to think about that. But I'm just saying, like, my daughter graduates high school. My youngest graduates high school in three years. Yeah. When she's done with high school and I'm, a, I'm considered <laughs> an empty nester, I'd like to have more freedom in my life, you know? Yeah. Oh, I get it. I get it. Um, but I will also be – both my kids will also be in college by then. Like, my youngest will be in college by then. So that's kind of the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. I once heard Mark Cuban talk about this, and he said, I was never really trying to get wealthy. I was just trying to create the freedom in my life that I wanted. Sure. And it and, and the wealth came with it, and obviously it created the the freedom. But hashtag, I, Bitcoin, ha- hashtag Bitcoin is freedom. Well, that's what I would like. I would like freedom. Yeah. I would like yeah. freedom and see, flexibility. Did you see this 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 text or this tweet that I just put in the text chat? Let me take a look. No. It says Sedano, at Sedano Cap in 2038. It's an old man in a walker. No lies told there. 2038. Let's see here. How old will I be in 2038? Um, like 90? How, 16 more years. 16 more years from today? 76. I will be 16 more years from 76, today. 76, right? Um, how old am I now? I'm 52. I just turned 52 You'll be 68. Yesterday. In 16 years, 68. Yeah. Wow. I like that he's ignoring me now. Like, I wonder if... Uh, yeah, you've I wonder become if, so annoying. I wonder if Rachel will have broken up with you by then. <laughs> yeah. Probably so. Yeah. Probably so. Yeah. All right. That is big Can't, deal or no deal. I was going to ask, Cap, do you, know the, uh, do you know the guy that made Bartolo Colon's gift certificate, too? Do I oh. know the guy that made Bartolo Colon's gift certificate? Damn. His birth certificate. Oh, do I know that guy? <laughs> um, I see I, what you're doing. Okay. I don't. But Manu that, Bull, but, maybe? You want to tease another one? Are these Orlando people, Duque Hernandez. Are they, these oh, are people whose, whose one, birth yes. certificates are not real? They're not legit? Well, the people think they were definitely way older. It's a lot of my people, a lot of the Latino people, uh, players who, like, people are like, there's no way that guy is that is that young. That's nonsense. You said Google their, your name, and so it's like, if you Google, like, Bartolo Colon, there's, like, five different ages listed for yeah. him. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, my dad used to always say about Orlando El Duque Hernandez when he came to the league, they said he was like 30 or 32 or something like that. And my dad's like, hell no. He's like, he's got to be closer to 40 for sure. Like, well, I was, was watching him play in Cuba. What was the guy's name? He was a Little League baseball player. Was it? The, oh, the, Danny Almonte. Danny yeah. Almonte, where the guy was like 18 years old and they said that he was like 12. Yeah. That was a great 30 for 30 short. Yeah. About him. Yeah, it was, it was good. good. All right. Speaking of which, baseball. Get it together. We'll discuss in the final segment next. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. It's a I great song. I barely remember the movie, Reality Bites. You guys remember that movie? Yeah, Ben Stiller's in that movie, Winona Ryder, Ethan yeah. Hawke. It's a good movie. Ethan Hawke, yeah, Ethan Hawke. That's who it was. Janine Garofalo. Oh, yeah. I feel like that movie is totally up your alley. It's like mid-90s. Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen it in, like, probably since the mid-'90s. Right. What about Office like, Space? You haven't seen Office Space? Office Space? Is that, like, does it have something to do with Reality Bites? No, it's another movie. It's the same. You didn't hear Chris say there was the, another movie, Office Space. I got caught up in something else. I don't Your know. Your girl Jennifer Aniston's in that movie. I love Jennifer Aniston, and I'm being followed now on Instagram by all kinds of Jennifer Aniston bots, <laughs> all mostly because I... She had put out something like last week on her birthday yeah. on Instagram, and I saw it. <laughs> so I commented on Instagram. I was like, yo, Jen, are you listening to at Sedano, at Cap, at ESPN Los Angeles? You know, I'm kind of professing my, my adoration for you. And just by commenting on Jennifer Aniston's Instagram, I'm now being followed by a bunch of accounts called Jennifer Aniston 0104, mm -hmm. Jennifer Aniston 08012. I mean, it's just, I, I, I was like, is this really her? Maybe she's got these like burner accounts and she wants to know who's, who's talking to her. I think it's really her. No, I think you're a little out of her age range. You think so? You think you know, she's too old for me? You think she's too old for me, Linz? No, not exactly. I don't know. She's older than I am. Is she? Yeah, maybe she likes younger dudes. You definitely look older. Wait, she's not over 60. What are you talking about? Dude, she's out of your league. She was trying to be nice. Who was? Lindsay. How so? She's a year older than you. You guys know Jennifer Aniston? You girls know Jennifer? Oh, yeah, she's my uh, bestie, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, then, I guess you would know that, that I'm out of her league. A hundred percent. All right. Why would okay? First of all, yeah, you're trying to keep your relationship intact, yet you're oh, wow. out here fishing for Jennifer Aniston. Fishing, one foot in, one foot out. You know what I mean? Like Rachel. No wonder Rachel wants to dump you, man. Damn. Well, yeah, but you know, like, what if Jennifer Aniston heard me professing my adoration for her on Creepy on 710? Stalker. No. She, really? I don't. Yes. I mean, chance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really? That's yeah. stalker stuff? Kind of like Kanye, you know, sending all those roses to his ex, even though they ain't together. I'm like, yo, that's creepy. Yeah. I love that Bill Murray, by the way, I'm watching this Rising Stars game, the James Worthy team won. They're playing like a little tournament, like a little mm -hmm. four-team tournament with yeah. all, the, all the young players. And I, Bill Murray is there now. They just showed him on camera. 
I love that Bill Murray still loves the NBA and is like all at these type of games and these events. Do you want to go to this? Did you have any desire to go to Cleveland? No, I've been to the into enough All-Star games. I don't go at this stage, I don't need to go to them unless I'm literally working and since mm-hmm. I'm not working, I don't need to be there. Um if it's here in LA, that'd be different. I I might have gone after the show or something, but um no, 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 I'm not going to Cleveland. I, I kind of have a rule at this stage. Like, you know, I've been to enough of these events. And again, if, if I'm if the bosses say, hey, you got to go, I go because I do what I'm told in that regard. Um, but if it's like volunteer, like no disrespect, Linz, I'm not going to Cleveland. I'm not going to cold weather city <laughs> for this. Hey, no I'm, disrespect taken. I'm from there and I'm not trying to go back there when it's cold. Yeah, I'm yeah. surprised you didn't want to go back for this event, but I feel the same way. Nope, I mean, too cold. Yeah, when the NFL playoffs came around and I expected to be doing the Rams game on a Monday night football game and I got a call from the executive producer and they said, hey, um, so we already booked the, the L.A. crew for Monday night football. Your choice is to either go to the Cincinnati game or to go to the Buffalo game. And I was like, are either of those two teams playing in Miami? They're like, no. I'm like, well, then I ain't going because I wasn't going to Cincinnati or Buffalo. No chance, especially yeah. back, back then when I was following you trying to get all around the country, George for all these NBA games and all the flights were being canceled and redirected. And I was living your horror stories. I was like, I'm not flying anywhere. I have two more away games. I have obviously a lot of LA games coming up, whether it's radio play by play or, um, or sidelines on TV. And it's a trip to Mil. It's actually the same week. I have a trip to Milwaukee on a Wednesday, Wednesday night game. And then Sunday afternoon in Boston, but in March, so there's like a decent chance that at least maybe it's not like completely frozen, um, that maybe it's like 40 degrees, and I'd be okay with that. <laughs> Things starting to warm up, thaw out. You were mentioning baseball, and, and they got to get are. it together. Yeah, this let's is talk about this before like, we get it, out of here. We today. only have two minutes, but it's nonsense. Like, uh, there is not a sport, and I repeatedly say this all the time there is not a sport that does not understand its place or its fan base or, or, or anything about their players, it feels like sometimes, um, than baseball. There's such a gap between the ownership of these teams and all those other people I just mentioned. So I had a buddy of mine. He, uh, he has two boys that play Major League Baseball. One guy is a center fielder for your Indians, Lindsey, a guy named Bradley Zimmer. Guardians. And another guy is a guy named Kyle Zimmer, who's a relief pitcher for the Royals. And I was out with him last night because he came for the birthday dinner. And I said, what are the guys telling you? Like, what's going on? And he's like, dude, I'm telling you right now, there's nothing happening. Like, the players talk to the reps and their union and everything. There is nothing going on right now. Baseball today was the announcement that they were going to cancel, was it, was it five games? So they're already starting to prepare for the eventual, the eventual outcome, which is games are going to be canceled. And this yeah. is when pitchers and catchers should be reporting. Spring training should sad be starting. Stuff. Pretty yeah. sad stuff. It sucks. Uh, hopefully they'll get this thing going because the summertime, that's what you want to watch. So, All right, Cap, great job. Enjoy yeah, great your, week, uh, everybody. Your, uh, your intravenous drip tonight. Well, th- thank you, and I'm going to go watch the Olympics. I'll, I'll, okay, if anybody needs you do me, that. I'll be watching All the right. Olympics. Lindsay and Laura, great job. <laughs> um, the young man, uh, what is your name again? Will, great job as well. Thank you very much. You guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you el lunes.